collectively to be here together and be led by your spirit to get understanding in your word and also to fellowship with one another. We thank you, Lord, for this time and this opportunity. Speak to our hearts, minister to us as we minister unto you, Lord. And Father, I pray that, uh, again, your presence would be obvious here today so that we know that we know that we know that you are here with us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. All right, for announcements, I have the usual weekly announcements where we have, um, of course, our Sunday morning service starts at 10, you know, or 10.01, if we're, if we're honest about it. And um, each week, you can, uh, if you want to come earlier ahead of time, we sometimes have coffee and donut fellowship downstairs in, in the fellowship hall. Our, I want to thankfully announce, uh, starting March 6th, our launch pad and youth quake services for the young people will begin again. So that's at 6.30 here at the church. So again, if you're a teenager, come on. And if you're a young child, your parents will bring you. We'll just we'll just say that. And at six thirty here in in the church, along with uh, Wednesday night Bible study for adults here at six, in the sanctuary. Then on uh, Tuesdays we have uh, home fellowship groups that also meet at six thirty. We have one in Plover at the Van Normans. We have one in. Uh, at 6.30 in Ringle, and it was at the Wanta's house this week. And um, if you don't know who the Wanta's are, there they are. And you can ask them where their house is. And um, again, Wednesday night here at the church. And Linda, are you having a Tuesday night at your house this week? Okay, so we can check this week if Linda's going to have one. All right, so... That is our usual announcement. We have uh, another announcement uh, for Bruce Veneta. He will be coming on March 17th, almost said 19th, March 17th. So um, if you don't know his story, you can look it up on the internet, but you can also be here on the 17th, and he will be ministering the word on our normal service, and then there'll be a lunch afterwards. And we can we can all join together for that. A, a praise report um, for we we heard last week about the Shirek family down in Botswana. There they were robbed, and um, but thankfully we have, we we can say that uh, God is returning some of those things that were stolen, and and four hundred fifty dollars has been given so far to. Uh, to help them out. So we praise the Lord for that, and it's uh, been sent to them. So we're thankful for that. Now, I have a, I have a long list of prayer requests uh, this morning, and, um, but if there is, if you have a prayer request that you haven't already told me, uh, go ahead and raise your hand, and I'll, I'll get that on this list as well. Okay, we'll put her on the list too. That can't be fun, especially as a teacher. Oh, my Lord. So, well, let's just go into prayer. 
Father God, we thank you that you hear our prayers and you answer. And we have uh, several people, Lord, that, that need your healing hand and need your touch, Father. So we lift up to you, uh, Caroline, as uh, she's getting ready for, to have surgery on Tuesday. And we pray for Jean, continue to heal her back and, and let everything be aligned as it's supposed to be. We continue to pray for Elliot's healing, Lord, and know that you're working in his body. Lord, we thank you for um, Jason and healing him and for uh, Rachel, who's recovering from her surgery and that everything went well. We thank you for that. Lord, we lift up Cliff and Marianne, continue to heal their bodies and, and know that that, Lord, you have touched them and are touching them. And we pray for Teresa as well. Continue to heal her lungs, Lord. Clear them up and help give her the ability to breathe easily without having to cough or, or be in that kind of discomfort, Lord. We thank you for touching her. Lord, we think of Jim and Thelma as they're getting ready to make a long trip. Continue, just prepare that trip and, and make their way sure and give them safe travels. Lord, we continue to pray for Kelly, too, and healing her, Lord, from recovering from surgery as well. Father, we thank you for all of these things. We thank you for what you're doing here in Cornerstone, and we thank you for touching us individually. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we will get right into worship this morning. It's funny, when I came up here, I was going to ask Marge to share what she was thankful for. I didn't have to tell her the Holy Spirit did, so praise the Lord. That last song we sang is is just amazing. Just just think about the goodness of God. And it says in, in that song, his goodness is running after me. And uh, believe it or not, that's scriptural, by the way. So it's not something that some songwriter just made up. God's goodness chases after those who chase after the Lord. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, children can be dismissed to children's ministry, and I, I'm not going to sing that song. Sorry. <laughs> you don't necessarily want me to sing it. But we praise the Lord for the children. Father, I pray, anoint the teachers as they teach and anoint the children as they listen. Give them ears to hear and eyes to see your goodness in Jesus' mighty name. You all may be seated. I am I am so wound up today. <laughs> I'm so thankful. So thankful for our God. I want to I want to start out today by reading a scripture in uh, John chapter 8. If you want to turn there with me, John chapter 8. We're going to look at verses 28 through 36. John chapter 8 verses 28 through 36. Just a preview of that while you're finding it. Jesus was speaking to them, and they didn't really, speaking to some people, and they didn't really understand what they were talking about. He was, he was speaking to Jews, but he didn't quite, they didn't quite get what he was saying. He was talking to them about the Father, but 
they didn't get it. And where where we start is is right as as it was telling us that they didn't understand him. Then Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then ye shall know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? And Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Servant meaning slave. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Praise the Lord. Jesus was speaking to them and they didn't, they still didn't get it. They believed on him. It says many believed on him. But as soon as he began to say what it would take to be his true disciple, they're like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? We're not, we never were in bondage. They, they didn't get it. All of a sudden they wanted to argue with him. Instead of receiving freedom, they're like, we don't, we don't even know what you're talking about. So they, they got it, and then they didn't get it. But I read this passage today to help us understand that how free we are and what that means. As long as we understand what Jesus was talking about when he said he set us free. Okay? It, keeping in mind, it, it, it occurred to me that... that this week that as I was as I was preparing this, you know, we're all facing, you know, we're all climbing mountains, we're all facing giants, right? We're all we all got enemies, things that are coming against us, trying to make life miserable for us. We all have these, right? And I know that each one of us here is are, are we're climbing our own mountains, we're facing our own giants, we're we're facing our own enemies, and that's not easy. But are we facing them in faith? See, Jesus was giving the Jews here an opportunity to believe him by faith. And they got caught up in, oh, wait, we were never slaves. Okay. But you're facing some, you're facing something. You may not have thought you were slaves, but you were. Well, what are we facing? There's, you know, the question we, we want to ask is, can we face the things that we're facing in faith? Can we believe Jesus? See, their problem, the Jews' problem right there in, in this conversation that Jesus was having with them, is they didn't believe him. They didn't believe his words. They said, it said that they believed him, but then all of a sudden they weren't believing him. So do we believe him or not? There's, there's, we have uh, so many examples in the word that, that we can turn to to see examples of those who believed God and those who didn't. 
The Israelite people, when they came out of Egypt, is a good example. If we were to turn to Numbers 13 and 14, the end of 13 and the beginning of 14, we'll see that, that in 13, Noah, Noah, Moses, excuse me, Moses sent out the spies into the, the land that God had promised to the Israelites to spy it out. And they were out there for 40 days spying it out, and they came back. We know this story. What happened? Well, 10 of them said, man, those people are big. Man, those walls are thick in their, around their cities. We're, we, there's no way. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. We can't do this. But we know that Joshua and Caleb, they said, whoa, wait a minute. God promised us this. God promised us this land. And if we obey him, if we do what he told us to do, if he's pleased with us, he'll bring us into the land. He'll give it to us. We can, we can take this land because he's giving it to us. But the ten had stirred the people up so much in fear that, that they wanted to stone Caleb and Jacob, and God had to intervene. He had to say, whoa, stop. And they didn't get to cross the Jordan at that point. They were all set to go. They were all set to go into the promised land, and they couldn't. If you look at Hebrews 3.19, it's talking about this situation. It says, and we see that they could not enter the land because of their unbelief. So if I'm facing something, if I'm climbing a mountain, I'm facing a giant, or I've got enemies against me, am I afraid? If I'm afraid, I would say that I better check myself for unbelief. Where am I not believing God's Word? What has God said about my situation, and how do I apply it? Where am I in unbelief? We know the story of uh, in Daniel chapter 3 of the, the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's their slave names. They're Ananias, Hezariah, and Mishael, I think. I pronounced them correctly, but we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What about their story? King Nebuchadnezzar had built this really tall golden statue and said, when you hear the music play, Bow down and worship it. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been given favor and were made rulers in their slavery over the province of Babylon. And they didn't bow down when the music played. So all the people who were jealous of them went and told the king, said, hey, king, there's these Hebrew children. They didn't bow down. And King Nebuchadnezzar, he got mad. I want to actually turn there. Let's, let's go to Daniel chapter 3. I want to read that. I want to read his response because it was pretty intense. Daniel chapter 3. So when, when they had told on, on them, verse 13, Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded 
to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, at that time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast that same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Who is that God, he says. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. In other words, they were saying, we're not afraid to tell you the truth. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace, burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats and their hosen and their hats and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the fire exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What happened next? King Nebuchadnezzar was so angry that he took his mightiest soldiers out of his army and sacrificed them to throw these men into the fire. He was not thinking real clear, if you ask me. Pride will do that to you. But what happened next? And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fire furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spoke and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, O true, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, and the princes and governors and can being said, they came out of that fire. Their heads weren't singed, their coats were not changed, and they didn't even smell like smoke. Praise the Lord! Didn't even smell like smoke! That, that fire can't touch you. That mountain that you're climbing is not going to wear you out. That giant that you're facing is going to fall. The enemies that you have against you are going to turn back. Put your hope in God. Put your trust in the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We want to look at what it says there. This is Paul's 
admonition to the Corinthians. Saying pretty much the same thing. What do we got to do? How are we going to, how are we going to be, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, no matter what you say, O king, we're not going to give in. We're not going to bow down and worship that idol. Look at that mountain you're climbing. Look at that giant you're facing. Look at those who have set themselves up against you as enemies and say, I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to believe the lies that you're telling me. I'm not going to take this up. I'm going to trust my God. I'm going to believe His Word. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 57 and 58 say this. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Standing firm, standing strong in that time of struggle, believing in the Lord, it is not in vain. You're not going to walk through that without seeing the goodness of your God. It's running after you, as a matter of fact. That's what we need to remember. That's what we need to believe. That's why we need to stand. Believing our God. Believing His Word. Your struggles are real. The things you're facing, they're hard. It's true. But our God is the God of truth. Our God is the one that said... He will go through with you. With he will go through. He will go with you through the fire. <laughs> there we go. Spit that out, Earl. He's the one that said he will walk with you up the mountain. Actually, he said he'd make the mountain flat. He'd raise the valleys up. You know, David, when he faced Goliath, he ran up to Goliath, and Goliath. He was certain that, that, I mean, he was going to squash David like a bug, basically. And said, I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds. David didn't have a mindset that he was in a battle against one person. He said, you're coming against me with a sword and a shield and a spear. I'm coming against you in the name of the host of the God of Israel. And... He said, he didn't say to Goliath, I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds. He said, I'm going to feed your army to the birds. He didn't, he didn't have a singular mindset. He wasn't just going to defeat Goliath. He was going to defeat the whole army. Why? Because he was fighting in the name of the Lord. He was being obedient to the Spirit of God leading him to charge after that giant. We can do the same thing. We can believe the Lord just as David believed. We can believe the Lord just as Caleb and Joshua believed. We can believe what the Lord said. And we can face everything that we're facing, everything that's hard, because he's with us. He's right here with us.
in our hearts, leading us, guiding us, directing us. I want to share one more passage with you. Philippians chapter 4. Go to Philippians chapter 4. It says this in verses 11 through 13, Philippians 4. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is where our hope is. If, if you have it in your mind that you can do this on your own, you're right. You can't. When you get afraid, when you, when you get tired, when you're weary, you're right. We can't do this on our own. But that's why God did not leave us alone. He's with us. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a promise to his disciples. Are we not his disciples? He will never leave us or forsake us. Glory to God. How, how much hope do we need? We've got it all. We have every hope. And we have every, every reason to believe that his word is true. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We thank you and praise you that you have given us life and health and liberty, Lord, in you. When the Son has set us free, we are free indeed. We are free of this thing called worry. We are free of this thing called unbelief, this, free of this thing called doubt. We are free of this thing called fear because our hope is in you, and we shall not be afraid. We thank you, Father God. And Lord, we, I'm supposed to pray for the, the meal. Father, we thank you for this food that we are about to share. We pray that you would bless it to our bodies, our bodies to your service. And Lord, bless the hands that prepared and serve it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I was